Hello, this is Brian Swift with your Positive Perspective Podcast. Three Ps, easy to remember, Positive Perspective Podcast. And here to talk a little bit about navigating obstacles. And for my whole life, I've kind of been the why guy. Um, the why in terms of I want to know why certain people are able to do certain things. I want to know why certain people can function at a certain level. I've always wanted to know the why behind great accomplishments. What makes somebody different? What makes somebody better? What makes somebody unique? You know, what are they doing? Were they born this way? Is it an attribute they picked up? something they work on every day. Usually it's a little bit of everything, but it's the way I've been for probably 40 years. So I, it's something that has helped me develop some philosophies, some skills, some opportunities for each one of us to get, to get better. And for me, it's, it's not what drove somebody 10 years ago to get to a certain point. It's what drives you today. Because today is what's really important. I mean, I know how I was years ago, and we all have phases we go through, but I don't want to know why you were successful 10 years ago. I want to know why somebody is successful today. Not that know why, not that knowing why you were successful years ago wouldn't be helpful. But I want to know today, I want to know now, uh, I think these things are, are so important. Um, and, and maybe we're looking for these big nuggets of why, of what, and the hows. But I truly believe for the most part, it's little things. It's little things that drive people to accomplish large goals their big dreams, and things of that nature. Because I believe most of us have the ability to consistently move ourselves forward. We have the ability to move ourselves in a positive direction. We have the ability to move ourselves into an action that helps take us forward. Whether that forward is uh, over an obstacle, through an obstacle, around an obstacle. So the we all have this, and I think part of it is invisible. Part of it is something we maybe we, we don't see, we don't feel. Maybe it's partially subconscious. I'm not sure, but, you know, as a leader, I've, I've led teams. I've led sales professionals. Uh, as a father, I lead my family. As a coach, you lead your team. As, uh, as a businessman, you may lead your office or your crew. Um, maybe a whole, and, and for some people, you're leading a whole, a whole company. So as leaders, I think we, we have to ha find and make sure we have this ability to take this something invisible, whatever that is, something in everybody's mind, and make it more visible and tangible. And it's something that I learned to do several years ago, and it wasn't just something to motivate. 
And it wasn't just something to inspire. It was kind of deeper than that. And, and you hear people talk about this now, uh, you know, whether it be a, a, a storyboard, a dream board, a, a vision board, a goal board. And, and I think things like that are important because I think those things help tap into this invisible something that helps people move forward. And I think what those things create, whatever your vision is, whatever your story is, whatever your motivation is, I think it's good to have that not just in your mind or front of mind, but sometimes just actually physically on on paper, on your computer, on, somewhere that we're reminded of it. Because what I think that does is it creates this invisible force that helps move people forward, and I believe that forces emotions. I believe emotions that come from being inspired is part of this invisible force that moves us forward. So the importance of emotions are so critical. Fun fact, over 6,000 words in the English language describe emotions. You wouldn't think there'd be that many. I would have never guessed it. But yes, there are 6,000 words in the English language that describe emotions. The interesting thing, and, and that's maybe interesting in itself, but you know, the more interesting fact is the average person only experiences, and if you had to guess, how many emotions would you guess the average person experiences? 11. And unfortunately, these words describe different emotions, of which we only experience 11, over half are negative, which I thought was shocking, uh, but not surprising because there's been other studies on the way we think and self-talk and things of that nature that are frightening how many thoughts we have per day. And it's even more frightening to think how many of those thoughts are negative. It's an alarming rate of negativity that we bombard ourselves with, which is such a crime. Life is so short. Um, life is so precious. It's so meaningful. We really have to find ways to program ourselves differently. Um, and, I, and I think a lot of that is what happens externally that we bring into our lives, whether that be the news, which I believe most of us would agree uh, is, is lacks trustworthiness at best. Um, there's no headlines and good news, so we get bombarded with the bad news with the negative news, um, which definitely has an effect on us all, whether we think so or not. So uh, I think that's one of them. I think some, some of the music, um, I think constantly being bombarded with information that whether it's correct or not doesn't tend to be uplifting in any major way. So uh, I, I think we need to start to maybe change how we are unintentionally programming ourselves so we don't get that negativity overload. 
But um, I've also had, I've also been obsessed for over 30 years. Um, it started, I believe, when, partially when I started coaching football and basketball. Um, and as I said earlier, what, what makes people perform the way they do? What makes some people just hurdle over obstacles? Not almost like they're not there. They, they deal with them. They roll with them. They, they, it barely slows them up. And what stops some people? Some people just seem to get 100% taken off balance, knocked off their zone by obstacles. So performing at a high level during tough times while there are obstacles uh, is an amazing quality that I think some people have just mastered, and I do believe that helps them take their careers, whatever that may be, whether it's, it's in athletics, whether that it be in business or whatever, definitely take it to a next level. Because I, I believe if I were to ask the question, has anyone ever failed to achieve something? And I think all of us would say yes, and, and rightfully so. And then if you sat and thought back at some of the things you didn't achieve, what would be the reasons that you would give for that? And think about what are some of the reasons you've heard why people has, haven't achieved whatever it is. You know, and I think we would find that most of them are probably pretty similar. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the energy. I don't have the technology. I don't have the education. I don't have something. I mean, in which I'm not saying isn't true, but there's always something that obstacle could be that is in our way. So you could call the lack of money an obstacle, the lack of time an obstacle, the lack of resources an obstacle, the, the lack of technology. Whatever it is, they're all, they're, they're all reasons people say is why they have failed. Unfortunately, these things people claim, what they're missing in their success are more, in my opinion, they're cop-outs more than they are defining factors in the why of why you might not have been successful. And, and I say that for a lot of reasons, and I've been blessed to have spent tens of thousands of hours watching people, studying people, studying scenarios, having conversations, not just with athletes, but coaches, with professionals at different levels, whether that be uh, doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, whatever that may be. And let's, let's take a look at two scenarios. And, and the first scenario is, let's say... You're given everything you need to be successful. You're given money. 
you're given technology. You've got an expensive computer. You've got all the technology you need. You've got plenty of funds behind you. You've been given a great education. Maybe you've got a doctorate, two doctorates. You've been given every resource you can be given. You've also been given these intangibles. Uh, you've been given support. You've been given love. You've been given joy. And it ends up that you don't succeed. All these things you've been given and you still don't succeed. We see it out there. I mean, we see it, I don't want to say every day, but it's not unusual to see by any stretch. And then you see people that have been given not a tenth, maybe not a hundredth of what that first scenario has been given. You know, they, they don't have the money, and they, they, they lack resources, and they're not as educated they, they don't have a high-end computer. They're not even supported by, by maybe the love and the joy that, that the first person was. You know, they've been broken physically. They've been broken spiritually. They've been bro broken in so many ways. And yet, this is the person that seems to make a significant difference. They find a way to get it done. They find a way to get past those obstacles. Um, I, I don't think there's one reason for that. I, I just, I, I find it an amazing and complex scenario, but we do see it. And that is the why. And when I say it was the why guy, I always look at people like this and try to figure out why. What was it? What was the, you know, the, part that allowed them to succeed. Um, I believe a big part of it is fulfillment. Um, they, they found, despite all the things that in the first scenario people were given, they didn't need all that stuff. They were looking beyond that stuff. They were looking beyond having that initial support, guidance, help, love, money, things of that nature, they were looking at doing something beyond themselves. They were looking at doing something to contribute. And I believe that's what helped them stay focused maybe on their goal to get beyond, despite the lack of resources, despite the fact that maybe they have been through emotional and physical and spiritual pain, they found a way to get beyond that. And ultimately, what we're going to find is people who fail claim it's because of a lack of resources. So, as I said earlier, you're going to find the people say, I, I, I didn't make it because, you know, I, my bike wasn't good enough. That's why I didn't win that race. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to train like him or I didn't have the education like that person, or I didn't have the money, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And what you're going to find is these people who fail will claim it's because of a lack of resources. But in fact, 
when you look at the two scenarios and the second person who seemed to make it, who seemed to overcome, despite the lack of all the resources the first person was given, they didn't lack resources, they lacked resourcefulness. So that person who believes they lacked resources truly only lacked resourcefulness. They, were, they lacked these intangible qualities, this, this emotion that was spurred on by inspiration. They lacked a passion. They lacked creativity. They lacked determination. They lacked this resolve to make a big impact beyond themselves, to contribute despite the fact that they didn't have the money, they didn't have the computer, they didn't have the education, they didn't have the resources, the love, the joy, the help, the support in any way. They still found a way to make a difference. They found a way to impact somebody outside of themselves despite their conditions because they lacked the resource they had I should say they had the resourcefulness to get beyond all those things that people who fail claim that they lack and I believe that that is a mindset man it is a it is a grit mentality that is just difficult to instill. You don't learn it. You, or I shouldn't say you do learn it. You can't teach it. So something to think about. I appreciate your time. The podcasts are going to get longer as time goes on. I just wanted to kind of start the first couple off uh, nice and short. Uh, I think most of them have been around that 20-minute mark. And I want to try to keep them around 30 minutes or so until I start to get some guests on. And then we will definitely expand them. But I don't think you'll ever see us go into hour or two hour podcasts. Nothing wrong with them. I just like to keep them short. I like getting my information in little bits and pieces. It's kind of easier to swallow, easier to remember. It gives us a little more time to think about than than all this information that might come in at once. So thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. It's something I enjoy. If you have questions, reach out to me and uh, continue listening. I would I would ask you to to, to come and, and like us and share the link with your friends or anybody that likes to get uplifting news that likes to hear kind of the why about things, who likes to hear a, a different perspective, an, an optimistic perspective, a positive perspective. That's what you're always going to get from me is, is, is that way because I've been blessed to be able to push myself in that direction. And it wasn't something that happens overnight. It is a journey. It's not a destination. Getting to where I'm at has been a long, hard, blood, sweat, tears journey of learning, of mentorship, and whatnot. So have a great day.